And we're back. <laughs> I'm gonna choke my Gatorade. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode <laughs> of the Breakdown Podcast. Hey, hey. Yeah. My name is Eric B. I'm Beans. Hey, and we're back again. Back again in this piece to um, continue the conversation. Um, we won't do a uh, icebreaker this time because we're kind of just continuing our conversation from last week where we kind of talked about sports and our association with sports and social interaction and all that kind of stuff so we're just going to kind of get into some news stories this week mm-hmm. this will be an in the news episode so the first news story that i want to bring up for us to discuss is i want to get your um ideas on Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> and um, the baller was arrested Monday in New York and charged with assault, strangulation after an incident involving his girlfriend. Former, she was also a former WNBA player, um, Kesri Gondrezic. I'm like, what okay. um, Reports say Porter Jr. was returning from a night to a hotel where he and Gondrezic were staying and was allegedly upset he couldn't enter the room due to a locked door. Porter punched her repeatedly in the face, leaving her with a cut above her eye, bruises to her face. Um, Gundrezic also said Porter Jr. squeezed her neck and making it difficult for her to breathe, causing bruises to her neck. Um, hospital tests also uncovered that Gundrezic sustained a fractured vertebrae in her neck. Um, so Porter was released of on $75,000 bail and the judge imposed a temporary order of protection um, on Monday. NBA spokesperson Mike Bass released a statement acknowledging the league is aware and reports of the reports and is gathering quote unquote gathering more information about Porter Jr. and he's due back in court in New York on October 16th. After he finishes the job. I, oh my God. Lord have mercy. Because so why would you let him out? Why would you let him out? Now this is so I, I'm so confused and I think that this is a prime example of like how shit gets so covered up when it comes to sports stars and like allegations and how we like it just becomes way more acceptable in these cases for like abuse of women and like um, mistreatment and like cheating and all that stuff. Is it that all that is like, okay, we, that, that somehow becomes fine and we can let them out on bail and they have this chance to recover and, oh, you know, people have second chances and all this kind of shit. When in other cases, <laughs> you just don't have that. There's no way. Look at those um, medical records and stuff. There's no way you should it's simple as that. I feel like we have this celebrity worship culture, unfortunately, in this country. Yes, we do. We have decided that if you are a celebrity or if you are somebody who has money, then then you are worthy of a certain level of you are worthy of like a certain level of extra like 
don't know what the word. I'm not gonna say like extra freedoms, but like you live in a you you live in a different existence than the rest of us, right? So let's be honest. Evan Porter Jr., most of y'all don't know. Not a household name, let's just keep it real. The average person does not who this know who this man is. Right. Right. Like you right. have to follow sports to even know who he is. Right. He's already in the third year. He's in the third year, okay. Yeah. So you you have to kind of already follow sports to know who he is, right? But because he is in the NBA, he is awarded a certain level of like he's able to get away with a certain level of shit that the average person would not. Mm-hmm. In what world was somebody who has shown this level of violence to their significant other? Why would you even offer them a bail? And if you are gonna offer them a bail, oh, I'm gonna give them order of protection. Okay, but well, I'm sure she'll need that when he comes back to knock her side of head a second time. Like, what is that going to do? And how often have we seen people with orders of protection not mean shit? And then people are like, oh, well, she's defending him. Well, how often have we seen abused people in general Mm -hmm. defend their abuser? We watched Ray Rice knock his wife upside the head on camera, and she continued to, you know, defend him. And we saw that. So I don't know why people are like, I'm never surprised, unfortunately, when violent abusers are, especially violent abusers who are semi-famous or famous or whatever, are allowed to get away with certain behavior. Mm. I just think that it's very disappointing to keep seeing over and over and over again. And it's very disappointing to see the responses on who we deem as a society worthy of certain protection, Mm. right? Like the responses to this woman, she's a beautiful woman. in WNBA where she was formerly in she WNBA was, yeah. and that sort of thing. The responses to her abuse are very different than the responses to other women, right? Other women who don't look like her don't get that same level of empathy. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that kind of ties into this whole conversation, right? Like, so, you know, she was in WNBA or whatever, but like, no shade, this woman again is not like a household name. I don't know who she is. She's right. beautiful, right? She looks a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, so you think a certain standard of beauty is... I think, I think that in our society, if you look a certain way, people are going to treat you differently. And that mm-hmm. is in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And it extends to empathy when you are violent. There's violence, right? Yeah. Like when a woman who is not considered conventionally attractive, quote unquote, or she doesn't look a certain way, people don't give her benefit of doubt. People don't share that same empathy with her. That woman that got busted inside her head with a brick <laughs> a few weeks ago... Mm. People are yes. still making jokes about that. That woman had to upload her medical records, her police report, multiple things. And people are still saying that she lied about that shit and that she probably deserved it and that she shouldn't be talking shit. And that's what she get. And da, 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 da. And because she looks a certain type of way, that type of response is, is accepted. Whereas this girl, people are like, I can't believe he would do that to her. Oh, y'all need to put him under the jail. How dare he do that to her? That's horrible. I can't believe he would do that to somebody that looks like that, that sort of thing. So it, I feel like it's kind of a double-edged sword, like for victims of that type of violence. Like, not only do you have to worry about your abuser basically getting away with it. Right. Or being, you know, we don't know if he'll get away with it or not, I'm sure he will. But not only do you have to worry about that, you have to worry about the repercussions of that, you also have to worry about if you are an acceptable victim. And if you are not an acceptable victim, that is going to determine what type of justice you get. Right, it's a lot of women who we know for a fact, or men too. It's a lot of people in general who we know for a fact their abusers did these things to them, but because they don't look and seem a certain way, you may not get justice. Yeah, like we watched it with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, right? Like we watched it. She was not a quote unquote good victim, 
and she lost her case. Even though she has won other cases where it has been proven that he abused her, it didn't matter because people didn't see her as a victim. They don't think that she was a good victim. So we saw that how this campaign worked against her and she ultimately lost this case. And it was just, it's just sad to keep seeing that happening over, over and, and over, over and over again. So do we think that, and what are the, and I don't know what are the exact fines or whether repercussions from the NBA for domestic violence? Because I feel like- they pick and choose. Well, yeah, I'm like, I think that would probably happen. Probably go. Probably gonna cut him from from uh, the Rockets. Probably gonna get cut. Him. He, I mean, know. they was already so, trying to look, do that. So, to be honest, but, I didn't but, see, but see, let me say this: when he gets cut, he already has a sixteen million dollar guaranteed contract, so it really don't matter. So he'll be fine. Get so, that money. Get that yeah. money. so, but now is is he going to be able to continue his career somewhere else yeah. now? I feel like yes, he should get in fucking trouble. Yeah. He did what the you, you did some fucked up shit. You yeah. need to be penalized for that. You, it's no if, ands, or but about it. But if you even think about trying to come back to this NBA, if if they let you, you need to go to therapy. You need because obviously something is fucking mentally wrong with you to to yeah. do that to somebody. Right. You get somebody what I'm saying? You claim you love. So I think that. It needs to be steps before it even can be a thought about him playing for somebody else. Now I'm hoping that they don't be like, oh, well, the court case is going, we 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 gonna sit him, we gonna suspend him for a couple games, like some, you know. Like some, they do, like they do, shit. like they do most of But I was gonna say, I think and I think that this also has to go with the level of stardom, right? Because like you said, who a lot of people don't know like a lot of who this know person is. is. If this had been a uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. Or Kevin Durant are doing yeah. something shit like that. Do we think that the level of I think of... that what usually will happen is they they do not face severe consequences. I think that his career will be fine. I think that we are if he's <laughs> I think I will be very shocked if he does not continue to play in the NBA. You know why I think that he might not. I think that he might not because they already were trying to trade him he, and they were already kind of trying he to. Doesn't, like, so there'll just so, be a reason for that. It'll so, be a reason so for that. But he's still. But but I mean, if but think about a, the real consequences. Is he gonna get some do some deal time? I doubt it. No, I don't. Think is he gonna is he gonna forfeit that contract? No. So in the grip. So in the grip. I mean, but no, I'm saying because they because they do have some teams have morality clauses. That's what I'm saying. Morality clauses. So if he, but I don't think he has one. That, that's so, not important yet. So, that's what I'm saying. If he doesn't have so the one, thing then about it is, it's certain stipulations. He's he's in that first contract. The first contract is, is the rookie contract for like the first two and a half, three years. That might not be a part of his like like he might not get penalized because of that because it might not be a part of the comp clause in the contract. But yeah. like say if it, if like a a Dame Lillard just throwing a name out there didn't do anything. Say a person like he has so much money and so much um, influence. influence behind the league, he probably does have a clause or something yeah. that goes oh, in his contract. It that just says depends. Yeah. If he does, and you get, get caught doing some, some shit, yeah. some oh, shit like that. Okay. See, but he he's so fresh. Like I said, they know that they. Like, I highly doubt that yeah. people facing these severe consequences, yeah. and I feel like that is the problem because what happens is these people, and this is where it comes back to celebrity worship in our country, they know that. They know. Oh, I can beat the shit out. I can do whatever fuck I want. Because what are y'all really gonna do? Mm. Okay. So maybe you bench me for a season or two. Maybe. Maybe not. I mean, you thinking I'm still getting million dollars, child. Right. Like. I'm still not doing no jail time. So yeah. what's keeping me from doing it? My woman ain't gonna leave me. She's not that going to. That part too. Yeah. So it's like, 
okay. Like, and I think that's the problem. I think that's why we have so many celebrities. Infidelity, whatever, that's your business. But when it comes to like abuse and sexual assault and things like that, we've seen that so many times in the NFL and all these other sports. We've seen shit on tape. We've seen shit behind the scenes. We've seen things people saying things, the videos, the medical records, and nothing ever really happened, right? Nothing yeah. ever happens. Mm-hmm. We watched the, the dude from the UFC suck the shit out of his wife. What was that, two months ago? And they was in Vegas with Dana White. Oh, yeah, who was that? I think I it was Dana White. He did. We yeah. saw it. Okay, so okay, well I saw the video. He slapped the shit out of it. I did. He slapped fire out that woman in the club. He's the UFC president. He slapped the shit out of her in the club. She like pushed him and he when I tell you he hit her so hard that girl spun. He hit her. The video was everywhere. And you know what you know what didn't happen? He did not get removed from his position. People were upset about it on social media. He didn't go to jail, from my understanding. Maybe he did, but I don't. He's not in jail now. He didn't face any serious consequences for that. You know what everybody said? Hey. So we see this all the time, right? And this is because we have gotten to such a place of complacency where we accept, like, gender violence and sexual assault is the norm. And it's like, well, that's, you know, well, you know, what you gonna do? Like, and I think it's a part of that. Also, like, people still are in this space where we don't want to, yeah. that's their relationship. That's, that's their what they're going on in their household. We don't want to instigate ourselves but in that. You, but, like, that's, but that's only for certain people. That, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Because uh-huh. if we're walking down the street and I slap him in the face mm. and I pull him into the, you know, if I'm beating his ass in the street, mm. I guarantee you somebody, well, you're not going to. Not, not the streets. But I guarantee you somebody will call Okay. Um, we'll be right back after we take a quick break and continue our conversation. For a regular. This very so nice. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all. And so we are back to continue our conversation. Yes. So, um, because I know you have some new stories you want to talk about. What's on What's on your palette today? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's on my palette? No, so um, I really want to talk about this grant that the city of Oakland missed out on. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> because um, I know that this has been this has been like a really hot topic around here. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. This has been a big news story in our city. Um, so Oakland lost out on millions in grant money, and the grant money, especially appointed by Gavin Newsom, was um, it's to fight retail crime. Oh, because okay. we've had an uptick in retail theft. Um, I know y'all have seen the videos of people running through the stores, and you know, um, a lot of the small businesses in Oakland have been being like, you know, robbed and vandalized, and you know, just a lot been going on. Um, and so, the state of California gave out these grants that were ideally millions and millions of dollars, to depending on what size your city was, to try to fight this retail crime issue. Um, in Oakland, the city of Oakland, <laughs> our illustrious leaders. Missed the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the city officials missed the deadline. It was a special state grant. And a lot of people were saying they were really upset because they were like, we need every nickel now we can get in the city. Everybody knows that, right? Like, mm-hmm. And so the city council members were really frustrated because they were saying like, um, this is the Oakland City Council member Noel Gallo was saying that the city is currently suffering through multiple crises. If anybody knows anything about what's going on in Oakland, we're having a really... Um, 
tough time with the murder rates. Um, mm-hmm. We're having a really tough time with housing insecurity and our housing crisis is just, yeah. I, I don't know why they haven't declared. Actually, I do know why, but I think it's very, I think it's, I'm trying to think of the word. I'm trying to think of the last word to this. I, I think it's very disrespectful. Just let, just let it out. Let me just let it out. I think it's disrespectful, but I also think that it's just very disgusting that we haven't declared a state of emergency yet in this city mm. um, for the housing crisis in particular, but also for like what's going on with food insecurity and school closures. And so we're just, we, you know, the murder rates are just outrageous. So we're just facing so many crises right now. And what we, what we need is every dime that we can get to mm-hmm. kind of address these issues in this city. Um, and so the council member was saying this is the worst he's ever seen in his lifetime Mm. and the city administration was making all these excuses about not applying on time and submitting the proper paperwork but you know people aren't going to accept that no more right like I feel like we've been accepting that for about 20 years right it's always some little reason oh this didn't happen because oh it fell through the cracks and and I feel like and I think a lot of people in this city are feeling like what the fuck are we paying for right you know like our taxes are some of the highest in the country our housing is some of the highest in the country you know we are the people who actually live in the city not the people who work in the city and are making six figures to drive back to Tamaran and all these other cities you know or the ones who get to afford to live in the high rises over in Brooklyn Basin, but the rest of us, mm. you know, we're we the ones out here living in Gotham City, so it, it's not right. <laughs> Someone put up the bad signal. We need, up the signal. we need some help. And Gavin Newsom is trying to help, but y'all motherfuckers can't even be bothered to submit the application. Like, what what are you doing? Like right. you, and all you had to do was submit the application by the deadline. Yeah. This wasn't even like, oh, you have to do special stuff. All you had to do was turn this application in and you didn't do that. What is going on? Right. And then when people ask you about it, you're like, oh, well, there's some administration issue. Well, what are the issues? Tell us because what the issues are. Tell us what the issues are. And they try to say, oh, we don't, we have a lot of open staffing positions. Well, why is that? Mm. Why haven't you filled those positions, right? Because if these positions are so important that you're missing funding, yeah. Then that tells me that those positions should have been filled a long time a ago. A long time ago. And yeah. we have a labor crisis in this city. We have a housing crisis because people don't make enough to afford housing in this city. So you cannot tell me that there are not tens of thousands of educated people in this city who would love a six-figure fucking job for the city of Oakland. And you just, oh, we just have so many uh, openings. Well, well, you need to figure out how to fuck to fill them. You do. And if you don't, then you need to get the fuck out of office. I think this is... It's I, gotten ridiculous. It has gotten so bad, and I'm glad you brought up this story, because this goes along the lines of another story that I had, um, where the NAACP, I don't know if you heard about this story, but they're, they've are they offered... They've developed this 10-point plan. Here we go. <laughs> Supposedly we that go. they brought up to try to fight um, some of the crime in Oakland. Now that they feel like... Um, would help right and so they've they've proposed this idea to the city some of the things they're calling for is um for the hiring of a new police chief because we've been without a police chief for what almost a year or so since our our, our current incoming mayor fired the police we, chief let's talk about why we ain't had a police chief let's throw that in here the incoming, <laughs> incoming mayor fired, fired the, the police chief so they want a new police chief they want quality education and mentorship for oakland youth and they want to reinvest in blue collar jobs um, a quote here is, Oakland should focus on creating skilled industrial and logistics jobs that pay families sustaining wages and vocational training so Oakland residents can perform those jobs. <clears throat> Unfortunately, progressive policies that fail and failed leadership have chased away or delayed significant blue-collar job development in the city, 
the Port of Oakland and the former Army base, this must change. Mm -hmm. um, other arguments are in the letter finishes by urging members of the Black community to speak out and demand change and improve public safety across Oakland. Um, and it also calls for white Asian Latino residents to speak out and stop allowing themselves to be shamed into silence. There is nothing compassionate or progressive about allowing criminal behavior to fester and rob Oakland residents of their basic rights and public safety. Um, they also have an argument where they're saying that they want to try to <clears throat> get um, 300 more cops on the streets. And this is um, what I'm saying. I don't have time for it. Yeah, and I was like, because everybody was like, dude, I guess there's around 700 now, and they want to bring that up to closer to 1,000. Um, I don't know, like, if that's the answer. Putting more cops on the streets is the answer for that. But, um, yeah, so this goes along the lines. Of, I, I do appreciate the idea of actually trying to come up with solutions that could help the city. Are these the solutions that are going to be effective? But see, this is the is problem, the right? This is where I feel like people, you know, I'm going to get on y'all heads, too, because y'all just... Well, motherfuckers don't read, right? And so, look, we have tried this method before, right? So how many times do y'all keep trying to put this square peg into this circle hole? Mm -hmm. That doesn't work, right? So more policing has not ever worked. It just right. doesn't work, right? right? This isn't even just like a unique to open situation, right? Y'all try stopping Frisk in New York, didn't work. Y'all try throwing all these extra cops at bar, didn't work. If you're not stopping crime. Right. The cops do not deter crime. Right. Y'all can swear up and down that it does. But I'm not saying the cops aren't doing their jobs. I'm saying that over-policing has never deterred crime. It does not work. Right. You know what does deter crime? Paying people fair late, uh, fair wages, mm -hmm. um, rent control, mm -hmm. um, having actual affordable housing, not market rate housing that's quote unquote affordable, right. but actual affordable housing that matches the median incomes of the city. Of the city, right. That actually will help reduce crime. Um, people actually being able to fucking afford groceries. Um, people not losing jobs because schools are closing every five minutes. Like things like that actually will combat this rise in crime. Oh, this is the worst crime wave we've ever seen. Well, this is also the worst housing crisis we've ever seen. We have the average rent in this city is $2,100 for a one bedroom apartment. And then the average income is like $50,000. So how does that make how sense? How does that equate, right? So now you have working poor people. You have people full-time jobs that are living in their cars and are living in tents and are sleeping on floors and people are desperate and yeah. you're cutting after school programs you're cutting all these programs you're cutting all these funds that go towards you know subsidized internships and stuff like and these jobs are disappearing and so what you are doing is effectively fueling this crisis and then you're just gonna say well i'm just gonna throw some more cops at it mm -hmm. and then you're throwing your hands up well <laughs> i can't believe that didn't work well hell you right. didn't do nothing. Exactly. Oh, we have too many homeless people outside. I can't get people inside my store. Maybe you shouldn't be trying to hose down the homeless man. Oh. And you need to be trying to figure out why the fuck the clinic that was giving him his medication was shut down. Mm. So that they can torn down so that they can build another fucking multi-million dollar high rise where the average rent is $2,400 for a damn studio. Exactly. Maybe if that man could get to his medication and he could have a place to stay, he wouldn't be shitting in front of your damn store. Mm. Like, and I think that's the attitude that we as a community need to adopt. I'm glad that people are starting to wake up and see like, the city officials are not doing everything in their capacity, but they can only do so much, right? Like, yeah. 
I was reading the article and they were like, oh, you know, the, the store owners in Chinatown are afraid and we need more cops. You know what the store owners in Chinatown need? It's for the people who are breaking into their stores to have a place to live. They need these people who are coming in here knocking y'all upside the head to have a damn job. And if they had that, they wouldn't be coming into Chinatown doing these horrible things to y'all because they would have something else. You know what I'm saying? People who have nothing, desperate people, do desperate do things. desperate things. That's so We true. know that, right? Yeah. And if they think that, okay, and it's not, in, and I don't like the fact that people are trying to be like, oh, it's only, in, it's not only in Chinatown. This is happening on Broadway. Mm-hmm. This is happening um, to black businesses too, right? There are black businesses that are suffering. There are black businesses that barely made it through the pandemic who now are having to close their doors because yeah. the theft and the violence has gotten so intense. People can't come to work so it's not just business in chinatown that are suffering it's not just oh you know I, you know we can't like put a group we, we had a community grocery store you had a community grocery store that nobody could fucking afford to shop at right yeah. so that's why it's shut down the community didn't say we not gonna shop here we can't afford because to shop we all here. tried it out i think they, that we all tried to everybody go in there tried they, to go in it there. was a really nice store but you can't be have a community grocery store and you charging whole foods prices it's a community grocery here, store and, and like, the goddamn cornflakes is eight dollars who can afford that nobody can afford that right like i mean we gotta feed our and and i'm fortunate right i make more on you know on, 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 on paper on paper not okay. including taxes than the average person and i'm a single person with no children i cannot and i am barely making i'm i'm not making rent without two jobs to be honest right and i'm barely able to afford food and utilities without support and some severe budgeting so what is happening to families right and these are the young oh you see all these young people doing all these horrible things and they're doing they're busting out windows and they're bipping cars and they're they hungry and no, we don't agree with it, right? Like, yes, I mean, yes, I think there needs to be something to be done. But if your solution is always, it, it can, your first, your first solution cannot be put more cops on the put street. more cops on the street. Like that's just, it just can't be because we just know that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, oh yeah, that was a seventeen million dollar grant, and we needed that money. Yeah, we did need that money. But did y'all know what that grant money was actually for? Mm-hmm. Was that grant money gonna put money into our schools? Was it gonna put money into the community so that we can maybe do some seed funding for some some small black and brown entrepreneurships? You gonna do that, or were you just gonna increase the cop salaries and, and pay overtime pay? Right. Because if that was the case, then fuck the grant. Right. Because right. <laughs> that don't help us. Like you know. We don't know what that. Yeah, that's the thing. Is what was that money going to? What was what that was money the actually going for? to? And I think I'm. It did have me questioning like the new Oakland leadership because I was like, what is Shane? What is Shane? Shane Chow, our new mayor. Um, like, what exactly have you been doing, or what's been put in place, or what? What am I seeing? Right, yeah. because I feel like we're on a path to another situation where I feel like the last three mayors we've had mm-hmm. have all been us, and and they've been changed out, mm-hmm. and they've been changed out by the voice of the people in Oakland. You're like, we don't like how Jane Quan, um, Mayor Quan was doing it. Then you had Libby Shaft in there, and now you got this person in here, and it's like we keep switching it up with the same old results. You know, we're not, I don't see any progressive move forward. And I'm just like, and this one, I did vote for her, but yeah. I, I mean, she came strong with that progressive shit and I like, we're gonna change this up. But yeah. now I'm like, once you get in there, is it the same old politics? With well, I, think, gets in the I think the problem too is that 
one person cannot take on a whole municipality. And that's true. Right? She's yeah. one person. And so, yeah, she came in and she has progressive politics. But if everybody, if the old guard is still there, mm. then it doesn't work. Right. So if she's saying, yeah, we need to, because, you know, she was talking about this on the news stuff. And she was frustrated. She was upset. But we also have to look at the other people, too. So it ain't just on the mayor. We got to look at everybody else in, in our city council as well. Mm-hmm. While Noah Gallo is here talking about, oh, you know, <laughs> this is the worst it's been in years. Well, what the fuck was you doing? Right. You were city council member. You've been here. Right. So while you giving out sound bites and blurs for the damn Oka Tribune, mm-hmm. I hope that you got your ass down there at that damn office trying to figure out how to fill the position so that this will happen next time. Mm-hmm. And it only works if the people in those positions are progressive people. It doesn't work if the people who are in the position, what I think is going on with the leadership of Oakland is that the people in positions of authority are not concerned about the people on the ground. Mm-hmm. They're concerned about, oh, I'm I'm trying to bring infrastructure and, and you know, we want to get sales for oh, so things sick like of that. Infrastructure. All the, you can have all the infrastructure in the world, but if 60% of it is sitting vacant mm-hmm. and we still are in the middle of a housing crisis, what the fuck does that do for the city? Right. Oh, we're creating jobs. For who? Because mm-hmm. you're giving them to the same exact contractors. So you're not creating jobs. Not for, not for not us. Not for us. Not for, not us. for the not people think, in the city who need it. Yeah. They, and I think that's what you're you like, start oh, to realize. They're not it. changing anything yeah. to help the people, help the natives who are already here. They want to change they the entire culture. They want to whole new yeah, people. And, and ship, that ship us out of here. Because the problem is that doesn't work. Right? So you're trying to like, y'all tried that with San Francisco and look at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They having the same problems we have in, in on a higher level, right? So that doesn't work. And that that and like you said, that is the ripple effect. That is because the ripple effect. The ripple effect of what's happened in San Francisco here. is now here, and it, and and it further work. Yeah. Like so, at some point, somebody has to say, "Okay, this just isn't working." So, what is the solution? Like, and if and if you are paying. As somebody who works for a nonprofit, it is extremely frustrating because people will pay us to do this work and do these researches and do all this work. And we will sit there. And I've been at Oakland City Council meetings for my job. Mm-hmm. We have argued for grants and things that they have defunded us for. They've defunded us for these grants. And we have showed, hey, this is this is what we are doing. This is the work that we're doing. This is the incentives we do. This is the, the results that we're showing you. And you're still defunding us. But you have limitless money to rebuild fucking luxury housing. You have limitless money to pay for fucking culture balls and shit like that. I don't give a damn about a culture ball. I give a damn about the kids that the culture ball is supposed to be supporting right. have a home to go to. I don't care that Steph Curry gave a goddamn car to the EOYDC. That's amazing. But what I really would, would hope, and, and, and this is again, Oakland leadership, you let the fucking warriors leave. Mm. And so that with that, with jobs and commerce and opportunities that this city desperately needed, you did the same thing with the Raiders. And now you're, you're doing, doing it with the A's. A's. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're robbing your city of like opportunities. Oh, we didn't want to, you know, the, the stadium. Da, da, da. Okay, so you didn't want to build a stadium. Okay, so what do we do now? Mm-hmm. What you gonna do with that Coliseum? Mm. Oh, we're gonna build luxury housing there. Who the fuck is that helping? <laughs> Because that shit goes and and it's going to sit empty. Yeah. Because who's paying three to five thousand dollars a month to have to come outside to to New Jack City? 
I'm not. And it's progressively getting worse. It's progressively like getting downtown worse. Downtown where I live, like I moved there thinking it was going to be. And two years ago, it was different. A different space. And now there's more shooting. more And that, and I do see on the news, like mm-hmm. the gentrifiers have moved in. They're like, oh, we don't feel safe here. We're thinking about moving. Blah, you blah, shouldn't blah. feel safe here. And you not. shouldn't feel safe here. But the thing is, these are the people that you wanted here. I don't want to say we, they. Yeah. I mean, like the city, this is who you're attracting here. And so now you see that they're being affected. So you would think that yeah. if the people that you were initially trying to attract, who are these gentrifiers, these tech people, are now in a space where they're like, wait a minute, this isn't what I signed they up don't, for. They don't care. I mean, well, then you're going to lose all, you're gonna waste lose all that money. But at the end of the day, it's all, to me, it's all just money laundering, right? You're mm. just making it, you're just enriching yourself. You don't care. Because if these people leave, you already made your money from your contracts. Mm, yeah. So it, okay, like a lot of these, a lot of companies nationwide do this. You'll have a building with 200 units, and it'll be like 30 percent full, and they don't care because they're like, well, we're making money, and the city is giving us tax breaks, and the city is giving us all these, you know, economic events. So we don't care if this building sits empty. We'll let it. We'd rather let it sit empty than just reduce the prices. And that happens all the oh, time God, in Oakland. Damn, that's exactly. Yeah, what there's plenty of there's so many buildings in Oakland that are largely vacant or they have like so many like empty apartments that could that could be low income apartments but because they don't want that element in their building they, they'll let the building sit empty for I mean, years well, the element is coming because I've already had <laughs> the I've element already is coming. Had three break-ins in my building alone in trying to get into the office and the, you're paying three grand for like what am I this paying supposedly for? secure parking yeah. every day and every other week they're like well, someone got into the garage you know check your car it's just like people what the hell tired. am I paying for? people like, are frustrated people are tired mm-hmm. and if I'm uh, and I don't blame them if I am living if, if I'm working one or two jobs and I'm hustling and I'm trying to my babies ain't eating and I'm sleeping in my car and I see you in this building, I'm going to bust your fucking window out. Because fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Because who are you? Like, because what makes your life better than mine? And so I have empathy for me. Now, now, bust my window out. Be a problem. Because I'm poor too. (laughs) We all fight the same fight. But people... They're not thinking that way. You know, they're right. hungry. They, they, they tired. They're tired. They're tired of, of struggling. They're tired of struggling. They're tired of their kids' school getting closed. So now they got to drive across town to drop their babies off at school. They're tired of not having an after-school program. So you can't work extra shifts because you ain't got nobody to watch your kids or your baby got to be at home by themselves. And you got to tell your baby to open the door for nobody but mommy because I got to work extra shifts. <laughs> but it ain't no after-school program because the fucking Ooh, I was definitely always on that train. <laughs> Don't and, open this door for nobody. As, as was I. Okay, and that's I, was another the way reason to go. why my parents said, get into the sports. Like, because ain't nobody at home to watch you. And I think that's... I think, like, and, and the, people adding to, adding to the frustration of that is people also you're working you got three degrees it's like you have attained this status where everybody tells you just go to school just do this and, and you, you got a successful life i have two degrees you have two degrees we are here and still struggling on a daily basis to make it so what is how do i attain what i need to attain when and I then just i got the nerve to open it? my goddamn phone and i see the city open forgot to do a deadline ain't this a right. bitch like, please now, let hire, me, hire, now let me forget to turn in this rent this month right it must be nice. I'll be right there on the street with everybody Right there on the street, else. in the tent, busting windows, too. Because I'm not going for it, okay? <laughs> they like, oh, they said fire the construction properties. Good. Mm. Good. They don't want to see like, it. Of, I'm not looking at a, a near one more tan and glass building, okay? I don't want to see it, okay? <laughs> I don't give a fuck that you got a dog park and a, high, and a, and a rooftop. Somewhere. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'm walking past needles and glass every day. Every okay? day. Every I don't day. care. Every I'm paying $18 day. for burritos. Don't nobody give a damn about what's going on. Okay, the people are tired. Okay, and I hope my girl Shane Chow, whatever her name is. I hope she's paying attention. <laughs> I do too. Because girl, the you could be a one time be out next. If we, if we ain't showed you nothing, we show you we'll can show switch you, we'll, you out we'll switch real quick. You right out. And she's gonna be the next one, girl. If I don't see any real life. The people the people strategy. are exhausted. The people, the people. <laughs> the people are dying. Okay. Mike, you next. Now let me tell you something. You let that you let them come back. You let them student loans come back I mean, are, are you on the same? Did you did you check your student loans though? I did check my student loans, and I'm not doing that same thing. This, why not? My, because it's gonna make my payments go up, go up. No, my payments went way down. So you mine need to check it again. I checked mine. It's gonna make my payments go up like $200. So I said, well, leave my shit where it's at. Because I ain't paid them no way. Oh, no. Mine, mine went down drastically. I will say I approved the thing. Mine did not. So I was like, well, fuck that. Oh. My shit gonna stay right where it's at. You wouldn't get getting them no way. So unless he dropped them to 50, I ain't got mine nothing is, for him. Mine is 40. Hours. Well, I, get I, don't, I don't know if there's an accident, but I'm holding on to that. You better hold on to the child. You better have your paperwork ready. Yeah, if he can't get me under under uh, under that good hundo, I got nothing for him. <laughs> 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 I can't. I, I got nothing for you. I can't squeeze water out of rock over here, but That's why I, I said I'm not. Um, I'm not recertifying until they say you ain't got to recertify for like a year until the thing is. I said, please let me not recertify whatever they think I'm making. Mm-hmm. That's how much I'm. Yeah. And we're not getting paid for this podcast, so don't... so keep that in mind. Keep that. <laughs> we just out here talking shit. <laughs> we, we, we bad, but we, we talking shit. Shit. Right, right, yeah. Okay. But that's not in the news, I guess. All right, let's take a break. And we're back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, hey y'all, so we're back. So I want to start this new segment. It's going to be called The Breakthrough. And so, you know, we talk about a lot of shit that's just like very heavy. So I want to like have a moment where we can bring up a positive thing okay. that's kind of going on and we'll call it the breakthrough. Love it. Um so oh, for you know what's so funny? The, oh no, it's called the breakaway. The breakaway? The book I'm reading is called The Breakaway. I was like, oh that's the book I'm reading, but it's not. Right. No. No, <laughs> My mistake. Um, so on today's breakthrough moment, I want to talk about um, Melissa Butler and the lip bar. Have you heard of them before? I have heard of them before. Have you heard about the lip bar? Okay, so I heard they had her foot up on Shark Tank. That, that, that part. So in case y'all don't know what the lip bar is, Afrotech is going to help you report this. So Afrotech reports Melissa Butler. I like the Shared that her vegan beauty company launched. In over called the Lip Bar Inc. launched in over 3,000 CVS stores nationwide, making its drugstore debut. Um, we are not in three stores and stars now, combined with all of our retailers. So to launch in CVS, so right now they weren't even in 3,000 stores combined with all of our retailers, but now in CVS um, to launch in CVS on an end cap of all about their ombre lips in 3,000 stores is crazy, Butler said. I need y'all to help show CBS just how powerful the lip bar community is. She added in just how lip products are, how great lip products are. Um, the company was featured on Shark Tank, the show Shark Tank, in which they told them that, uh, basically told these women that they didn't have a chance when they presented their um, when they presented their company idea because the lip um, colors are very vibrant and very it's bold. A 
they said that they looked like um, color. They said no. They what they said is they were gonna crush them if they went into the industry. They'd be crushed like the colorful, quote unquote, colorful cockroaches that they were, um, and so would not, and would not invest in the, in the in the company at the end of the day. And so now the lip bar is definitely proving them wrong. Yeah, they've been in um, business for about 10 years now. They've been in business for about 10 years. They've been steadily extending. And now with this long, um, this contract with CVS and over 3,000 stores. That's exciting. Um, they're just growing and making their company successful. So we want to celebrate these black women um, in launching and actually staying like committed and knowing how powerful their product was and how great of a product they had, no matter what <laughs> they were told by these people on Shark Tank. Because um, you, know, you know, when God... Says. <laughs> <laughs> but God <laughs> says. No, I just think that it's been, you know what I think is so I think that their story is really dope because it's a perfect example of sometimes like rejection, it really is the best thing that happens for you, right? Because them deals on Shark Tank don't be seeming like good deals. Like they'll right. be like taking like a huge percentage of the company or they like a lot of times things that are successful aren't Shark Tank don't tend to be successful long term mm. like it'll be like cool and then it'll like get bankrupt or like some like sketchy shit will happen yeah so i'm sure that rejection will probably be very hurtful for them but it's yeah. it's good that it happened because it set them up for yeah. like this and that's how i know of them because i remember when this was on shark tank and mm. i remember the story had went viral yeah and i remember a lot of black women were like i kind of like them and so, right. and so she was like selling them um, online and then the shit was selling out all the time and mm. I had like I remember I had like tried some before and I was like oh I like their little product so like they've been doing their thing for at least a decade like they so to see them like continuing to grow and now they're expanding to CPS it's just I think it's just proof that like sometimes you go you know but sometimes rejection is probably the best thing ever for you like and knowing your product right and knowing, and knowing, and your, knowing product. your product and your and believing in your product and believing your product and knowing that you have a base for this because on Shark Tank they don't really know about like black women lipstick and I feel like whatever kind of black people they always know right they always you know <laughs> they definitely look at them like mm. I feel like I feel like it's the, the idea gotta be like fun no because this is what I like I think sometimes the idea has to be speak your argument yeah and I think they just didn't get the appeal they didn't of like get those it. super vivid bright lipsticks, which mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> even there, that's the problem. <laughs> like, because when I first saw it, I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like I remember when Keisha K.O. did that, mm-hmm. which you may want me. Like, and people thought that that was, oh, those lipsticks are hella ugly. And she made like millions of dollars very quickly. Mm. Because she understood, like, yeah, the young girls and the makeup girls are going to love this. Right. It's like, especially if and the vegan good. products too. Like, and especially a- and especially if it is a good quality product. Lip, like product. Yeah. Like the lip bar has a quality product. It's mm. you know, like it's pretty thick. It's pretty vibrant. It has lasting power. Like, and and you're not getting like yellow lipstick from fucking Revlon. No. So like, there's a market. Especially people who do makeup and like performers, entertainers, and, and that's what I'm saying. They 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 weren't thinking about like that. Like yeah, they weren't thinking about that at all. You weren't thinking about drag. They like a lot of people who average, like average, 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 yeah. Average, average, average. Yeah. In the 2000s, like when this came out, that super bright, crazy lipstick was the thing. I was about to say because really, I remember it being nobody was like, like yeah. That was the thing. Like I had like purple, blue lipstick, green lipstick, but I did have purple, like blue. Super pink lipstick, like that mm-hmm. was the style. Back then. 
Like that was definitely the style in the 2000s. And I see that style making more of a comeback. And people use lipstick too for other things. So I'll buy like super feminine like um, lipsticks and I use them for like eyeshadow. I use, I'll make liners, like use them for liners. So they have a great product. I just thought it was silly that they were trying to be like, I think they just didn't see it because yeah. a lot of people on that panel were older. Older, even and, even the black, yeah, the black down there. He's older, so I don't. And he's a man, so and he's a man. Yeah, he's so. a straight man, so that's not really. But I, this, but that just kind of like speaks to what I be saying about people. Like sometimes you got to step outside your comfort zone, and you should never. I think it, there's a way to tell somebody like I'm not interested without being shitty to them. Like colorful cockroaches, like when I heard colorful cockroaches, you know, before I read the content, yeah, I said, oh, so we're getting rich. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, it was still shitty. It was still shit. Either way, it was shitty. I'm like, like compared to cockroaches. <laughs> that, which is crazy, because that's actually why the irony is that that's why the shit sold out. Because when the story went viral ten years ago, yeah, hella black women were like, oh no, and like, it was like black celebrities who like got involved with it, and so that's why the shit sold out because they were like, oh, they tried you, like you know, yeah. and then their shit sold out, and then the shit, you know, they they kept improving and. and and kept going so i love to see like black women that's right girl take your power back let them know let them know we ain't got time for the bullshit okay you know and and won't and here we are because we breaking through we, <laughs> we break it in break we it out and break it through okay <laughs> all right y'all this has been another episode of the breakdown podcast we hope you guys enjoyed yes. it um, I like this format. So I like the format. This is cool. We, I think we can kind of like switch it up. So some days we have issues. Other days we kind of already do this, but just like in the news segments and just kind of like free form. And I think this is where we're gonna go for season two. Um, we want you guys to follow us on our social media at Your Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com and on Instagram, on Twitter, and on. Um, and, <laughs> uh, it will soon be on YouTube. I have to get Beans in the space where she actually feels like being on camera. Uh, so, she won't never let me post our. Um, no, you can post. I'm visual. fine. You can post visual. You might have to do a Patreon. So you guys have to pay this. I mean, we can do whatever. <laughs> Just tell me in advance, y'all. Girl, I tell you in advance. Every time we go be recording live. Exactly, Mimi. The dog is over here like, girl, okay. (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see you next time. Have a good day and enjoy. Yes. Keep your feet on the necks. Oh, as always, feet on the necks. (laughs)